This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show! All right, party people in the place to be. Welcome back to Nerds from the Underground. That's right, we are here to help you guys get through this troubling time by telling you about awesome books you might be able to check out and ease some of the little suffering that you might be going through right now. Fred, what do we got on the table tonight? Well, tonight we're going to talk the two R's, and those two R's are Reaver and Resonant. That's right, we got a pretty hardcore episode for you guys because both these books are pretty badass and kind of brutal but at the same time boatloads of fun all right you you want to just get right on Mm -hmm. into it fred yeah let's go all right first up we have reaver written by justin jordan with art by rebecca isaac colors by alex gumierez letters by clayton cowles and edited by john mosayan okay Deep within the untamed continent of Madras, a darkness builds that must be stopped at all costs to prevent the end of this new world. The Imperials assemble six of their most despicable prisoners, the Hell's Half Dozen, the Turncoat, the Skin Eater, the Sorcerer, the Bodyguard, the Serial Killer, and the Devil's Son. Justin Jordan, Luther Strode, and Rebecca Isaacs, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, create a grim fantasy comic for a post-Game of Thrones world. Wow, those were those. It tells you the story. <laughs> Not really. It kind of sucks. Like, um, well, I don't know because it kind of points out that you know it's a band of misfits, maybe like Suicide Squad meets Game of Thrones in a way, or um, the Dirty Dozen meets Game of Thrones, and they have to work together to achieve something. Right. And I mean, the, this group right here. I mean, it's no no doubt that I have a lot of hate for hobbits and in walking and fantasy books this has walking and i guess you could say that the skin eater recola she's a bit of a hobbit wouldn't you say because she's pretty little right Uh, she's shorter than everybody else but i I wouldn't say she's like a halfling she's kind of just like up to everybody's shoulder so she's just kind of like a shorty i thought but yeah and then she (laughs) there's one moment in this book where she uh bites a guy's little ding ding off and stuff but i mean he deserved it so uh which i thought was great but this book right here is not light on dialogue, but it doesn't bore you at the same time. Like each week when I got this book, I kept thinking, man, I really want to drop this book, but I can't find a reason to drop this book because I'm getting sucked in more and more. And I was like, maybe maybe I do like fantasy books because this book was pretty well written and the art was really good and the colors were really good. That I couldn't ever find anything. And then I was like, maybe if I shorten my pull list and stuff, maybe I can get rid of this. But then the more I kept thinking about it is, this would have been one of the books that survived if I did get rid of it. So it goes to show that, you know, you could have a distaste for certain types of genres. But if it's written correctly or by the right person, you can have a lot of fun. And this book was a lot of fun for me. And how about you? 
I think what you talked about is quite apt. I, I think it has to do a lot with the characterization. The characters were written really good. Whereas I didn't really care very much for the, the main guy, the soldier guy. I really liked um, Edos, the serial mm-hmm. killer. I thought he was oddly charming and really stole the show in almost every scene that he was in, being kind of a snobby dick. And usually I don't even like those kind of characters too often, but somehow the way this guy was written was really good. And then you had the skin eater, and she utterly steals the show, especially in the the later portion of the books when she causes the riot and all that. It, it just it's so much fun. But one of the mm-hmm. neatest things I like about this book is how they kind of kept you from knowing who the actual true main character of the book is. You only find out who the Reaver is, I think, in the second to last or the last issue and it's only dropped once and he's basically a side character in a book that's named after him which i thought was really cool and i'm not going to tell you who the reaver is on this show that's going to be fun for you guys to read and find out for yourself but it's kind of one of those things that really kind of made me think like wow that that's kind of mm-hmm. a neat idea that you kind of sidelined the main character at least for this first story arc and kind of let these other kind of goofball characters steal the show from them it kind of i don't know it's kind of inventive writing in my opinion i think like the thing that sucked me into it because during the time i was like into you know superhero comics so this kind of felt like it when they were forming the team you know that they put basically put together like their own suicide squad to achieve a goal but didn't they achieve that goal by issue three and that's where the like the plot twist happened right where they had some turns in this was that issue three or four are you talking about when edos does what he does because yeah and then um you kind of find out who the actual wizard is yes and who's who's actually in charge of the thing yeah i think that's issue four but i i wouldn't say that like all the punches are pulled until the actual end of this arc because it keeps you coming back for more and there is a great reveal and kind of a nice gut punch at the end of this book that makes that even though like yeah you get like some good twists and turns midway through the book they still save a lot for the end to um keep you coming back for the next arc i that's true and even i think issue was the six issue or this is five right i think it's six issues okay yeah so seven just came out and it's on a second arc i'm glad that it's around still and I think I'm glad because of certain characters. Like, my favorite character is Rekala. There's no doubt about it. She's basically like the Harley Quinn of the group. She's the one that's, you know, she's going to do it. Like you mentioned, she's going to cause some riots and stuff because she's ready to just fight. I mean, she wanted to fight her own people in the beginning. She's a little unhinged at times. But I'm into this book. I like it a lot. I feel like, you know, it is high fantasy, but there's low magic in it. I was surprised that it didn't have that much magic in it. Well, it didn't, it didn't. See, the thing is, is they played very highly on the idea that all magic has a high cost, and you only get to really see the bad guys doing the high magic with the blood magic because they got all the people to to sacrifice. So you do see quite a bit of magic. It's just our main protagonists don't partake in it because, I guess because of the mission they were going on, they didn't really need people to use magic guess the skin eater secretly has magic that you don't know about but it's kind of anti-magic which is kind of a neat thing that kind of helps at the end 
But aside from that, yeah. Uh, plus, it's dark fantasy, and dark fantasy always kind of tries to unhinge, you know, the traditions. So um, I think that that was kind of a thing that they wanted to do is like, yeah, we're going to have like a high concept dark fantasy thing with heavy magic use, just not from the good side. You know, like they, there was some spells being made, but like all the main magic you see is it was done by the evil wizard. Yeah. What was the do you remember the character's name that was kind of like the mountain from Game of Thrones? What was his name? Essen Breaker. Oh, yeah. Kind of like the Code Breaker. <laughs> we were just talking about wrestling before we came on, so any of you guys that don't know the Code Breaker, that's Chris Jericho's move. It's kind of like a backbreaker. <laughs> Maybe we lost some audience members right there, so I'll leave that reference alone. <laughs> but yeah, man, if you're into, like, I, I was, like, I've been mentioning, like, for me, I really enjoyed this book so much because, like, the, even the solicits mentions Game of Thrones. I'm mentioning Suicide Squad. We're all quarantined right now. Imagine those two, you know, making a little love by the Yule Log, you know, and they have a love child. This would be their love child would be this this book right here. And I'm all about it. I continue to read it. And, I mean, Justin Jordan has proven to me that I do like some fantasy. Yeah, he, he's pretty solid, like I was telling you before the show. Especially when it comes to, like, darker, bloodier tales. He's really good. Like, he did Luther Strode, which is kind of like this really kind of gory superhero comic. I don't know, as a wrestling fan, you should probably like it. He's like kind of like this big buff guy that does these weird backbreaker moves and things like that. So you might actually dig the Luther Strode trilogy if you ever check that out. And then he did uh, The Spread which was like probably one of the best survival horror comics images put out in the last 10 years. Mm. Definitely better than that zombie soap opera crap most people read. I really started disliking Game of Thrones after season five, so I don't feel right comparing this to it. I feel bad. I would say that it's kind of like a bit more of a lighthearted version of Berserk mixed with the Dirty Dozen, and, and then that's what you get with this. And if you like yourself some good, nasty, gory bloody blood magic dark fantasy with with a team you can't go wrong with this book the dialogue's funny the characters are classy not really classy i don't mean that but <laughs> you know what i mean for me like berserk epitomizes the idea of dark fantasy game of thrones is lord of the rings compared to berserk yeah i get you <laughs> yeah and we all know how i feel about lord of the rings no offense doctor dr joe calls himself a hobbit no, I, I i don't hate hobbits not real ones at least just the ones just, on tv <laughs> yeah but maybe he's not really a hobbit because I haven't seen how hairy his feet are. We need to see those tweets of your feet, Dr. Jones. And then tag Quentin Tarantino in it as well. Yeah, make sure because he's going to love to see hairy feet. He's, he's yeah. all about them feetsies. Yeah, he sure is. He's a toe guy. I think he has athlete's tongue. <laughs> he's got athlete's mouth. <laughs> Foot and mouth disease. Yeah. <laughs> Oh boy. Uh. <laughs> Ass to mouth. Oh, athlete's no. mouth. <laughs> you never, you never go ass to mouth. Don't make me go all That's fucking donkey on you, man. <laughs> so you want to get into Resonant? Hell yeah, I do. It's one of my favorite books. 
All right, next up we have Resonant Volume 1, written by David D.B. Andre and drawn by Alejandro Aragon, two of the sweetest, most just wonderful guys you could know on Twitter, honestly. I have a ball talking to them constantly. They are very, very chatty and very receptive to any fans' acknowledgement or discussion. Just really cool guys. Right, and and you know that they will listen when we post this oh hell yeah a decade has passed since the first waves hit unleashing humanity's darkest impulses and plunging the world into chaos paxton a single father of three must venture from the secluded haven they've built to restock the medicine his chronically ill youngest son needs to survive when the somewhat routine trip goes awry paxton and his children now separated will battle everything in their path to reunite and once again this solicit sucks because it doesn't even mention the real hero in the book the daughter beck duh right paxton is cool paxton goes through some shit but beck's gets it done yes yes and i know for a fact that you know living in a family with one of the children might have a disability my son has cerebral palsy that the whole family, like, that that child is the heart and soul of your family because they will fight through anything and give their heart to achieve anything that it only makes us all better people. And that's the reason why Paxton is out there searching for this medicine because, I mean, he's watching his kids take charge and stuff. And if she's doing things with uh, one leg and using her, what are, I'm not sure, are they called crutches? I'm... Right. She's handy capable herself. She's She has one leg yeah. and she has, yeah, one of those little half crutches that she she actually hauls ass on too. Yeah. She's, yeah, when the first waves hit in the yeah. book, I mean, it it's kind of scary the way alejandro aragon draws it the 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 way the atmosphere changes like the the beginning of this issue is just so well put together it it explains the entire world in the first couple pages it teaches us something in the first couple pages that the world is empty and full of nothing and then all of a sudden the pressure hits and you feel it with the characters especially with the kids because you know like they were you know they just thought dad was going away the one kid was watching some other kids play you know the wave hits and that that's the thing that i love they don't explain the wave at all at the beginning they just show you it and they show what it does and what it leaves behind and very masterfully done this book came out i was gonna say don't forget about the religious fanatics in this book either (laughs) that's some scary shit right there bro (laughs) always always but on the real this book came out in a time well i still feel this way for the most part where survival horror is kind of a dead genre to me to me it's basically Mm -hmm. just become the sad place where people go to write books about crybaby cowboys fighting zombies in the apocalypse i didn't expect this book to hit me as hard i got this it was in the first batch of things that adrian sent me when i first got my first batch of stuff for free from vault and i got this i got sara i got she said destroy and test by chris sabella which i was most excited for i really wanted to read test so i got that i read that first then i read you know she said destroy and then sara and i read resonant last because i was just kind of like i don't know what the hell it is and it blew me the fuck away i was like what did i just read oh my god and it 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 revitalized the entire idea of survival horror for me it took it out of just boring people trying to make it through the land of the walking dead into something that actually had stakes 
and meant something with proper characterization and really good world building. Like I said, the chirpers are one of the greatest ideas I've ever seen. They use these little bugs yeah. to alert them for when the waves are approaching, which it's little things like that that really set a good story apart from just the sea of everything else that's drowning the uh, genre those bugs it kind of like like if you're around like a large amount of cicadas or something and you hear them making noises and things like that like that's the that's how this book made me feel like when like the bad stuff was about to happen but this book is wild it's crazy it's so like the family dynamics is like we need more of that in comics i feel like db does such well job with that maybe it's because he was a a physical therapist he knows what families go through so you know who better to write this stuff this type of book but man this is definitely like one of my top five favorite books of 2019 it's it's a can't miss man no issue ever let me down every issue was outstanding it took us on twists and turns with the search for the medicine paxton going to like honcho's wasn't his name honcho the island just crazy stuff all around and i mean <laughs> the amount of things that he was going through just to find this medication and stuff for his son and stuff while beck's at home holding the fort down against bears and things like that and you know protecting her family he didn't write the kids useless the kids right. knew how to fight you didn't have to sit there and watch them oh i learned how to use a gun today like you do in your typical regular survival <laughs> horror thing no these kids are already in the thick of it they know how to fight and kill and like i said two of them are handy capable one of them's the youngest one they kind of try to shelter him and he He's probably the he weakest kinda, link, but has like asthma, yeah, he right? has asthma. So none of them are actually like full fit, 100% athletic kids. But I mean, they they still know how to kick mad ass. So you're not having to worry that like, oh, these kids are just going through all this turmoil and their dad's gonna show up and save them. No, these kids might have to actually leave their house, go save their dad at some point because he gets into more shit and has, needs saving way more than they do, which I think is was pretty neat idea for the mm. book. Yeah, it's a great book. And I think it's like it's probably Vault's best book of the year as well. So I mean, and Vault's an up and coming publisher. Like they're putting like a lot of good titles out lately, but this by far, and no offense to any other writer there, but this one stands out the most for me. Yeah, this one. Yeah, this one is really special. I always mass tweet about it whenever I get a new issue because I love to tell. DB and Alejandro Aragon, how good they are because they just they love it. You know what I mean? They 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 they're actually at that level where they still feed off of that from their fans. Mm-hmm. Plus, Alejandro Aragon's really becoming one of my favorite artists. Between this book and then he did Death Orb for Dark Horse last year, which really awesome Mad Max style book it has a cool ninja in it. Really fun read. So I just I I'm enjoying him as an artist. Plus, just the books that he's picking is really person to watch out for in the future and like you said like this is yeah definitely vault's best new book definitely i mean this book has it all like raw emotion family that will stick together and do what they have to do to get by it has plenty of panels that can cause anxiety but man it's so good and just like they they teach us in this book their meditation was the world is empty and full of nothing and I mean, that's pretty spot on. We can just turn on the news to find out that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Fred, getting deep on us. No, I didn't. He did. DB did. Yeah. <laughs> Life lessons right there. <laughs> 
like I said, man, it completely reinvigorates a dying genre. That's really hard to do, especially with the book that comes out mm-hmm. of left field. And, and it's not just us. Like a lot of people in the indie world have took a notice of this book. It's it's kind of in the know now, which is really cool. And with Vault kind of starting to get some live action adaptations, I wouldn't mind actually seeing like a good production company taking a swing at doing this in live action. Of course, if they gimp the kids or do anything wrong, I'm going to hate it. But I would still like to give it a shot and see if somebody tried to do their best with it, though. Yeah, I think this would be perfect for TV or even in movie. I I prefer like TV though because we need more stuff like this on TV showing that people are capable of doing things and you don't have to feel long form storytelling. Yeah, and and I mean there's no feeling sorry because I'm telling you right now in my family no one feels sorry for my oldest son. But when my other kids don't work as hard as him, then they just have to look at him for motivation. And that's all the motivation you need. You you appreciate life when you have difficulties. That's for sure. <laughs> that's beautiful. I like that. I like that a lot. This book, it, it hits home for me. That's why it's in my top five. <laughs> it was a book I didn't really particularly know anything about. Got sent to me in a batch of stuff that I was kind of excited to read before it. And it blew every single one of those other books away which you know doesn't happen very often actually you know what i mean like it was a it it is the definition of a pleasant surprise and a must read for anybody and everybody who thinks that they like horror in the story because it's not even that to me i guess i didn't latch on so much to the horror i was more about like the survival of the family like how are they going to get through this how's paxton going to get through this how's beck gonna defeat a bear you know or things like that you know what i'm saying like and and you know take care of her brother at the same time like not only does she have like her her things to overcome like he has breathing issues which you know she's trying to keep him calm and through things and it's, it's just touching man it's a it's a great book man just buy the book just buy it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm looking at it right now just, it's 13 dollars on amazon it'll come right in the mail you don't have to go out and get it yeah, it's it's just beautiful spray, get it's, your it's lysol you... out and spray that thing off that package and then you know let it sit out there for a day and then open it up read it I couldn't I couldn't do that. I'd just bring it right in and read it. I I go ahead and take a chance. But then again, I don't have I don't have the the family and the responsibility to you do so. But yeah. but you wash your hands after it, right? Don't touch your face. Oh no! Like I I, I take it in and like I, I I roll around on the floor with it. Like I lick it a little bit. Like. Whoa. Yeah, dude. Of course I wash my hands and stuff. Like what what, what do you? Well, who you think you're talking to, man? Like, I don't know. I mean, you said you roll around with it. You, I mean, not to get off topic, but, you know, when they say, like, don't touch your face, do you feel like you touch your face more than you noticed before? Yeah, if somebody says don't touch your face, for some reason I just reach up and do it right then. You know, it's like, don't touch it, why not? <laughs> like, fuck, I'm so fucked right now. Yeah, that's where I totally feel that way. Like, I think that all the time I'm like, Man, that sucks because I, now I'm noticing how much often I touch my face. But It's monastic times, man. What can I say? But you can go yeah, on Amazon and wow. buy this bad boy for $13, and you really should. Does DB sell this off? Of, like, does he have a website for himself? Vault Comics probably does too. So if you don't trust Amazon, I think you can get it through Vault as well. Yeah, because Am- last I heard, Amazon is going to start having a bunch of strikes. I heard like the New Jersey people were 
being mad. Oh, they they already did here in Michigan. So okay. So yeah, if he if you can't get it through Amazon, to order it through Vault. I mean, and then they also have hats. I have a sweet hat from them. Dude, I got I got a whole list of cool shit you could buy from Vault right now. Like get Zojaquan, get Fearscape, get deep roots get wasted space the mall plot but yeah like they have so many books like vagrant queen is awesome you can watch the show and read the i think first two trades are out for that heathen you can get heathen yeah heathen there's all kinds of that vaults yeah vaults good stuff they got lots of good stuff to offer not all of it's as good as resonant but all of it's good <laughs> i can tell you that for the most part yeah this is, this one should have won a few awards that's for sure no crybaby cowboys you gotta have crybaby cowboys to win awards crybaby cowboys yeah and that all walking dead's about is a bunch of fucking dudes in cowboy hats oh, crying all the time oh yeah uh, that's what i saw on the tv show just <laughs> i thought i thought you were talking about the dallas cowboys oh <laughs> um, man you know i don't sports well you know i don't sports at all man <laughs> obviously i just heard well your response <laughs> i don't sports <laughs> man i don't sports at all <laughs> oh boy <laughs> i do but there's no sports to watch so now tonight i'm gonna watch ninjack versus the valiant universe right yeah i got that saved too because martin shared it um earlier this week and i was like "Ooh, thank you martin Mi amigo. Yeah. So I, I feel like that's going to be like a 90s TV show. I think that it was made by the YouTube channel that did all those Batman versus Deadpool fight videos. Like they just, they like produced it so it's like all the same actors and, and production as that. Okay. But like, I don't know if it's like split up into small episodes or what, but I just know that they made it, which it sounds cool. I like those videos. I always had fun with them, even though I thought some of them were horseshit, like Nightwing. I think it's only an hour long. Like Nightwing being able to beat Gambit, that was bullshit. That's because of his butt. Yeah, even if Nightwing has a nicer butt, <laughs> he can't beat Gambit. <laughs> How can he? His cheeks are called Hawk and Dove. Haven't we covered this before? Yeah, yeah. Nightwing's, <laughs> Nightwing's butt is becoming a permanent fixture on this show. He might, we, it might just become our mascot. Like nerds from the underground, we'll get that Nicola Scott drawing of Nightwing's ass. They got people all mad on Twitter. We we'll go ahead and make that our mascot. Put nerds from the underground right across those nice pert cheeks. Make sure you wash your hands. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hell no. This is off the rails now. <laughs> All right. This was Nerds from the Grand Underground. Of course, we were talking about Reaver and Resident, two of the best R books you could possibly read. Some hardcore fun stuff for your reading pleasure. Fred, you got anything you want to say before we bounce? Wash your hands. Yes, wash your hands. I am Johnny, and you can find me at JohnnyAlpha81 on Twitter and at Graphic Vandalism on YouTube. Yes, and you can find me on Twitter at Comic Spread, and you can find the podcast at Nerds From. And hey, don't forget, go to NerdyLegion.com and subscribe to all the podcast content. Right, because there's so many epic shows on here. Colin Bond has a show on yeah. here. So yeah. Martin has a show. If you're a fan of like Joe Rogan type talk, things like that. Fred's got another show, Indie Alley, yes. where he talks about um, nut juggling and comic books. Well, no, no, wait, wrestling and comic books. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. That's uh, guys and guys with bitch tits and underwear flipping each other. Yes, we cover that. Also, there's Mark has a podcast about uh, DC Comics. You have uh, the Bright Side Chat. They cover a bunch of different things. 
a lot of comic comic book talk and uh they even cover like movie and tv there's a bat pod on there there's all types of stuff on there there's all types of shows to listen to on there yeah i just know the ones that my friends are on though so <laughs> i kind of oh, ran yeah. out of ones to mention oh one more aftershock comics you want to get your fill of aftershock comics there's an aftercock aftercock <laughs> Hell no, that's not the name of this pack, this episode. Uh, there's an Aftershock uh, podcast on there, and uh, that's with uh, Ronnie, sometimes with Martin, a few other guys. It's a, it's good stuff. Just get on it. Subscribe. Just Yeah, like we said, there's just hours and hours of just nerdy fun on here with really cool people. Like I know some of these guys, and like they're, they're even more entertaining right. than I am. I mean, what are you going to do? You ain't got shit to do. You're in your house. Quarantine. But yeah, until then, everybody, (laughs) aloha. Peace out, Girl Scouts.